Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Three o'clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Chris is in uh, Reno, correct? That's correct. Tony yes, Gwynn. all right. Reno, Scraby's here with me. Being, being his normal self. What, what, stages, of, stages, young gentleman? stages of grief. Has hit stage five, yeah, or four, yeah. four probably. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be over this, everyone. I promise. Soon enough. Soon enough. Uh, we had some bets yesterday. Well, I think you can be over. I think you can be over it now, Scrim. I mean, you know, you understand why they lost the game. It was all Steve Wilkes' fault. So you know, I knew this was coming Simple. when I saw this news. I knew it. Yeah, Steve Wilkes is. Um, He's being scapegoated here. I, I, I don't think I, so. I think he is. I, I think, think he is. <laughs> different, different philosophies. No, oh, different philosophies. He's a great coach. Yeah. No, uh, not great enough. Of would, you hire him in the first, would you hire him in the first place for if he had the wrong philosophy? Like, did because you know he, that? Because he said he would do my philosophy, but then he didn't. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Like I said, he's being scapegoated. So, again, it's his fault. Yeah. Scapegoated. <laughs> it's all good. That's how, that's how the Niners get down. When in doubt, point the finger elsewhere. Yep. All right. Uh, That's us. Did, <laughs> did, did, uh, did we have any bets yesterday? Did we we do didn't, it? but I have uh, a few hit bets that hit that are kind of crazy. A few hit through. bets that hit. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm, Let's mm-hmm. hear it. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh, winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is immortal luck. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Please, everybody, gamble responsibly. Here are some of the Super Bowl bets that hit, and this one is crazy because if you were to bet this before, you would be, like, just throwing money away, you would think. But they put $20 on Nicole Hardman, anytime touchdown, Mm. Jawan Jennings, anytime touchdown. Mm. Christian McCaffrey, first touchdown, plus seventy thousand for that. So, but they only put down twenty, so they got fourteen thousand dollars off of this. They only put down twenty dollars. Twenty dollars, yes. Oh, shoot, that's a great uh, investment, oh, right there. Oh, it totally is. It totally is. But that, the, see, it's like things like that that. Can you imagine how high that person jumped up and down on the winning <laughs> oh, touchdown. Oh my oh, lord! Sure. I'm sure. Maybe yeah. even they were a 49er fan. I would be jumping up and down. They just won fourteen. Well, that would kind of be the ultimate torture, right there, to win fourteen grand and then your team lose on that Super Bowl. Do I Bowl. cheer? <laughs> Do I not? Do I cheer? Do I? I'm not? cheering. Uh, 
This was sent to me by Adam on the chat, but a better in Illinois placed a $5 bonus bet wager on October 21st, 2023 and won $12,745 on the $5 three-leg bonus bet. They bet the Lakers in-season tournament win. Believe it. They bet the Texas Rangers World Series win. And they bet the Chiefs to beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Wow. And so they ended up making twelve thousand seven hundred forty-five on that bet. So that's, that's pretty a, good. I feel like that's a, of, that's a harder one to do than the previous one. Yes, because you have to pick the exact Super Bowl, and this was picked on October twenty-first, so way before anybody knew that yeah. these two teams are going. Yeah, that's if you were any kind of producer at all, you'd get people like that to join the show for the Daily Gambit segment. You know, I mean, these are the kind of people. <laughs> you know, some of these people like to be anonymous, segment. Chris. They don't want to be found. Yeah. yeah. I don't we know Tony name. and I are never going to make a make a correct pick like that. <laughs> no, that's, that's impressive. That's a fact. Uh, all right, the next bet that hit during the Super Bowl is, I mean, who who does this? Who puts a hundred dollars down on Jawan Jennings anytime touchdown, McCole Hardman anytime touchdown? Who does that? Somebody who has money to burn. Plus twenty nine thousand eight hundred one on the odds. Obviously, both those guys did it. So this person made twenty nine thousand nine hundred one dollars on this bet. Like, why can't I hit any of these bets? They're not that hard. You're not that good at sports. You, you, oh, you know, you know what people oh probably lost a lot goodness. of money on in the. Yeah, well, I'm gonna let that one go. For you. <laughs> um, you know what people probably lost a lot of money on in the Super Bowl was betting on who would throw the first touchdown pass. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, the only people you would bet on are Patrick Mahomes or Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. You might bet on Christian McCaffrey on a half-back option or something. But I know no one bet on Jawan Jennings to throw the first touchdown pass. No, nah, no shot. I mean, there's no way anybody bet that one. So that means Vegas just cleaned up all the money there. Yes, they, they probably did. Uh, all right, so yeah. here's the odds on the NFL draft. Uh, Chris, Braden, and I are planning on doing an NFL draft show for round number one when that comes up in April. And I've told Chris a million times, he doesn't believe me, but I've started my draft study process. And the 2020 NFL draft has Caleb Williams as the easy favorite for the number one overall pick, minus 900. Then you got Drake May uh, also there, plus 475. Marvin Harrison Jr., plus 1,200. Now, I, I would say... If you're wanting to make a bet based on the odds, I would say bet Marvin Harrison Jr. to go number one overall because I just don't know the Bears are going to get rid of Justin Fields. So Marvin Harrison Jr. to me seems like a safe bet as someone who's who could likely win for you. What do you guys think? It's something that could. It's at least something that could happen. You could see the Bears passing on a quarterback altogether and taking him. So that that does make sense. It does. I like that. What about you, Tony? Yeah, Scraby, I, I, as much as I'm trying to find a way to pour cold water on your, your idea here, mm-hmm. it, it makes a ton of sense, especially given the odds. It's actually pretty good odds. For, really good odds. Plus 1,200? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like that. I agree. I got to say, a lot of the mock drafts... I want to know what's a... Go ahead. Uh, a lot of the mock drafts I've been reading have put Caleb Williams number one overall, no problem. But I got to think the Bears are going to think a little bit harder you, than it. Do you remember Merrill Hodge? Hodge? Yeah, yes. Yes. I, I saw oh, him yeah. speaking about it, and he, I don't know who he works for, but he says that Caleb Williams is not special. He said that 
He's although he is a good quarterback, he does not look at him the film and say he is special. I don't take that for what it's worth. I, I you know, when when Mel worked for ESPN, I used to listen to him all the time. So I don't know what that means, but well, that's here, his take. Here's what it's worth, Tony. Here's what it's worth, Tony. He got in a very famous debate with everybody's best friend Skip Bayless. Yes, he many did. years ago <laughs> about the quarterback Johnny Menzel. Yep, and. Merrill Hodge said, not only is Johnny Manziel not the number one pick. He sure did. He said, I remember I this. wouldn't pick him any time at all in the first three rounds. Sure he did. He said, this guy has all kinds of issues and problems. There is no way he's going to amount to anything. And, of course, Skip Bayless came back in his usual fashion with, Merrill, you could not be more wrong about this. <laughs> Johnny Manziel is going to be a superstar. He's a guaranteed. He's got to be the number one pick. Whoop, whoop. And I've seen that footage. Yeah, I've seen that footage floating around a little bit lately. Now that Merrill Hodges said he doesn't think Caleb Williams is going to be very good. So I'm gonna have to uh, interesting. find that one. Anytime I can watch Skip get handled oh, yeah. on one of those debates, <laughs> that was sounded like that oh, was yeah. as good as uh, when Jalen Rose undressed him on. Uh, on one of those shows yeah. back in the day. Yeah, Merrill Hodge was all over that Johnny Manziel one. I got one I got one bet that's out there right now that, according to the history of the Super Bowl, does not look like a very good bet. Mm, I think and I Scraby, know. Scraby, you're not going to like this one. I think uh, I'm not going to like this one. I think one. I know what you're about to I bring I think up. I know, too. Well, here's here's the, the odds are that the 49ers right now are favored to win the Super Bowl next year. Yes. And I believe they're, what, plus 450 or something? That's not very high odds because yeah. they're favored. Mm-hmm. However, in order for them to win the Super Bowl next year, they would have to make the Super Bowl. Mm. And there is a statistic out there. Yes, there which is. Which goes as follows. The last 18 quarterbacks who have lost their Super Bowl debut Never made it back. Ooh, I didn't know that part. I didn't know that part. I didn't know that part. Uh, None that, of them. Yeah, that's not comfortable. Zero. That's not comfortable. Zero. The first guy in that list of all people, believe it or not, was Stan Humphreys, the quarterback of the Chargers in 94. Yeah, he never went back. He was back. the first to lose his debut, and he never went back. And that list includes, you know, quite a few pretty good quarterbacks. I don't have it in front of me, but it's 18 straight guys. Now, a lot of people think Joe Burrow is somebody that will break that streak because he went a couple of years ago. Uh, Jared Goff almost made it back this year, but he didn't quite do it. And it's it's kind of interesting. And obviously Brock Purdy is a candidate to break that streak, but... He's going to have to break it for the 49ers to win a Super Bowl. So, interesting. That is I interesting, thought. and that wasn't what I thought you were bringing up. I thought you were just going to bring up that no team has won a Super Bowl after losing a Super Bowl since, like, the 70s. But that does take it a little bit extra, and it doesn't make yeah, me I'm happy. taking it a step further. doesn't make no, me happy. I didn't think you'd be happy. Brock Purdy ain't going to get to sniff another that. Super Bowl. No. Better trade him now. <laughs> Better trade him now, Brock buddy. Brock Purdy is going to hey, get back to the Super Bowl. not according to history. Not according to history, but Steve according Wilkes, to the history books, Scrape. Now that Steve Wilkes is no longer with the 49ers, the dead weight is gone, <laughs> and he's gonna be able, the they're gonna be able to win gone. a Super Bowl now. Man, All hamstrung right. by Steve Wilkes. Thank God you got rid of that guy. <laughs> Thank do you have anything else, Chris? Yeah, anything else, Chris? I don't. I did see the Tiger Woods as 125 to 1 to win the Genesis Invitational this weekend in LA. 
That's that's. So some, I don't know that I don't know that I'd be willing to put ten bucks down on that. It'd be a nice payoff. Speaking of Tiger, we didn't go over this yesterday, but um, he's got a new apparel, huh? Tailor Made's doing oh, his I stuff. Heard about this. He's, yeah, it's, uh, it's like an all red line. Is that is that what I gather? I think so. It's called Sunday Red. Yes, but they're doing something weird that I don't get, and I need to read about it. But the sun and the day are separate. Separate. Yeah. So it makes sense to be Sunday Red, unless that's already taking copyright wise. Wow. But what is Sunday Red? Actually, you mean. wonder if Nike already has the dibs on Sunday Red. Somehow. It could be, yeah. it could be, but it's a little strange to me that it would be Sun Space Day Red. I don't know. Well, hang with him, Scraper. <laughs> Chris says, "All <laughs> right." <laughs> By the way, I'm also. Well, taking... you know what a fashion plate I am, so this information <laughs> is very important to me. I'm also uh, taking heat because I misspelled Tony's um, Twitter handle in in our show thing and so it how did you do that scrape well the e and the r right next to each other so instead of junior i wrote tony gwynn je <laughs> so that's why you didn't get it and yes that is my mistake how come you didn't everyone get the auto correct i don't know i don't know I mean, my my phone auto corrects stuff even when i'm originally correct it changes it to something that's incorrect that does happen from time to time yeah no it, yeah. it, it definitely does that to me as well and then i'll hit send and it already have made the change without you right. know without me detecting it wait hold on we've done a whole show so far and i haven't even said anything about or you guys haven't even said happy anything valentine's about valentine's day we haven't that's you know that's a we've dropped the ball on that happy to all my lovers out there happy <laughs> valentine's day to all your lovers out there how many lovers do you well, got not, not my lovers specifically <laughs> oh, but like the people, folks yes. listening and their lovers the people that love love right the people see. that love love as i do Okay. Happy Valentine's yeah. Day. You know, some folks in, in our room here believe it's a uh, what corporate, is it? holiday. corporate holiday. It's Hallmark Day. Said, well, Hallmark, you know, I'm sure they make some money around this time. Some? I think they make all the years like money. like a man who doesn't have a Valentine's <laughs> That's exactly right. I Have I ever yeah, told you about my, my Valentine's story from, like, back in the day? Is it a horror story? Well, no, but it's okay. kind of like a sports court, life court thing. I uh, got a reservation at this restaurant for Valentine's Day way back when I was like 19 years old. So I was really trying to do it up. And I didn't have any money. So the place was kind of expensive. But this dude was like panicked because his wife was like upset that he didn't get her a reservation. Oh. So he walks up to me and he offers me $100 for my reservation. Oh, I think you might have told me this one. And I was all about to take the $100 and like go to In-N-Out or something like that. But the girl I was dating at the time said she really wanted to do the dinner and so she didn't want me to accept the $100 and it took me every it took everything in me to not accept the $100. You didn't take it. No, because I mean I was I, there with her, but okay. I I thought I had heard you tell the story that you did take it. I'm glad that you didn't. In that case, didn't no. take the money because that would have been pretty poor. I, mean. I have taken money in the past, <laughs> like for a, a reservation, but it wasn't that specific time. And this was in San Francisco, so it was a little bit different. It wasn't Valentine's. But you Day entertain also. you entertained taking the hundred dollars. Yes, I was a poor person. I, I didn't have any money. <laughs> poor person. I mean, it. it no, I'm no, not, I'm not judging you. Uh, Nothing. <laughs> I'm not right. judging you. I mean, you, you you very well could have taken that, and it probably would have done wonders. But how did date go? Date was fine, but she broke up. This is the same girl oh. that broke up with me. How much was this late? Long, lot later. Well, February 14th. Remember, she broke up with me on February 29th. 
So this is a couple weeks later. Fifteen days. Oh, she good weeks out. She of it. squeezed. She squeezed you for one more dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't take me years and years to get over that, did it? <laughs> you know what? I gotta. I gotta break up with this guy. But he's taking you to dinner tomorrow night. Yeah, good point. I'll, I'll hang on for a couple more weeks. You know, my trusty shoes are not based upon no, things that have happened. Nah, in my life, not at okay? all. <laughs> Let's get to break. When we return, Travis Kelsey getting some. Grief from outsiders in his bump of Andy Reedy. He had something to say about it. We'll play it on the other side. More Gwyneth Chris. Here's some traffic. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the program. Chris Hello. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. Gwynn and Chris, 97.3 The Fan. You can also watch the, uh, the program on YouTube. Won't be able to see me today. I'm in Reno, Nevada with the uh, Aztec women's basketball team. Speaking of San Diego State basketball, Star Jaden Ledee expected to join the show here in about 15 minutes in the wake of last night's thrilling come-from-behind victory over Colorado State. So sit tight for that. Uh, We will get into what Travis Kelsey had to say, trying to defend himself for bumping into Coach Andy Reid, bull-rushing him during the the Super Bowl game (laughs) the other day. But a couple of quick stories, Tony, I wanted to get your thoughts on. Okay. Number one. Everybody's favorite relief pitcher, Josh Hader, has been named the closer Ah. for the Houston Astros. Ryan Presley will be the setup guy. Of course, Hader came out a couple of weeks ago or in the last 10 days and said his demands that he made in San Diego to pitch only one inning and only be the closer were born out of his fear that he wouldn't be able to earn the kind of money he wanted to earn in free agency if he used his talents in other areas. I don't know that any of what he said made anybody in San Diego feel better, Tony, because most of the tweets I saw were laced with venom towards Josh Hader. (laughs) I bet. But uh, I personally can understand why he said what he said, and I I noticed today that Luis Arias, who – really couldn't have had a better season last year for the Marlins, won the batting title and made a run at 400 for a little while. He actually lost his arbitration case today. And the only reason I can think that he lost it is because he doesn't put up the power numbers. And we talk about this. The reason that there's not a lot of guys like a Luis Sarayas in baseball is because they don't pay guys like Luis Sarayas. Yeah. And, and, And so, you know, that result kind of backs up what Josh Hader was saying. I mean, I got to be the save guy if I want to get money. Yeah. I, I, there, there's, a, it's, there's really no other way to, to slice it, right? And I wouldn't expect fans to, to be, you know, to give Josh a pass on that, right? Because they're not looking at it right. from the same perspective. And, and, and I think that's, that's fair for them not to look at it from that perspective. Um, but there is a method to the madness, whether you agree or disagree with it. Now, Josh certainly can he can have the ball in his court 
a lot easier than Luis Arias, right? Because the name of the game is is getting on base, getting hits. They're just baseball in terms of paying. They get to cherry pick which one of the hits is more more valuable, which ones help their team. And so when they all help your team, right, which is technically true, but there are ones that directly help your team, and those are the ones they have singled out in terms of who they're going to pay as as the more valuable hitter. There's no doubt, yeah. you know, every team in the league would want a Luis Arias. Um, but would they want it more than, I don't know, uh, a Jorge Soler? Would they want it more, you know, guys of that that ilk yeah. probably going to get Drive more. Drive the ball out of the ballpark. That's park. right. That's it, what they want. Even if they're going to punch out 165 times or whatever it may be, yeah. it, it's still worth it. And so... You have to make a you have to make a decision for yourself, and a lot of guys have made the decision that I'm trying to get paid in the best way possible. Even if I am not a Jorge Soler, if I have the ability to drive the ball ball out of the ballpark, I'm going to get paid. I'm going to get paid handsomely, and so that's yeah. the I think that yeah. is the calculation most guys have made. Luis hasn't. He he is at least to this point. Now he he's certainly young enough where he could change it. This is who who he wants to be as a hitter and. I'm gonna always tip my cap to to somebody like that who's you know gonna gonna take his hits however they come. Yeah, I, I'm kind of saddened to see Luis Arias lose his case, but I'm not surprised. All right, here's the other story, Tony. I got to get your reaction. The Golden State Warriors reports say made a pitch for LeBron James at the trade deadline. What say you to that information? I, I say this is what happens when you drop an emoji of an hourglass. Teams all of a sudden <laughs> are like, huh, what does that mean? I, you know, if I'm a team, I'm certainly going to put a phone call and you never know. Now, the story goes, uh, ownership, I believe, uh, what's the owner's name for uh, Golden State? Joe? Oh, um. I can't remember this. Hold on. Give anyway, me a second. I don't know. Mr. Golden State uh, Warrior owner reached out. <laughs> Mr. Golden State Warrior to owner. Uh, Joe Lacoe. Joe Lacoe. Uh, he, re- he reached out to, to Mrs. Buss. She basically said that we're not interested in trading uh, LeBron. However, you'd have to find out his take by going through his agency. So he proceeded to do that. Um, uh, Rich Paul, who is LeBron's agent. Very, uh, kind of confirmed that he's not interested in moving. And so that was the end of that. And that was the second phone call that the Lakers' Jeannie Buss got. She got the first one from Daryl Morey from the 76ers. And when, uh, oh, I when, hadn't heard that. Yeah, when Rob Palinka countered with, well, is Embiid available? The conversation quickly ended that at that the point. End. They wanted a hurt <laughs> yeah. player? See, Scraby, you over here trying to, <laughs> trying to set traps, buddy. Yes, I am. I, th- I find that interesting, though, right. that they, the Lakers, sorry, real quick, I know we were supposed to talk Travis Kelsey. Tony and I will do that later in the show, but um, I find it interesting that instead of answering and saying, no, we're not trading him, they referred Joe LaCobe to the well, agent. Well, listen, when you, when you have a guy like LeBron James, if he truly doesn't want to be there, you're probably best moving him because he probably can get you something nice in return, something a few things nice in return. And so you listen. But clearly, even though the hourglass, and we talk about the passive aggressiveness of 
LeBron James, mm-hmm. clearly when his bluff was called, basically, he said, "Ah, now nah, I'm good. I'm I'm pretty cozy here in uh, Los I'm Angeles." Saying. So, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> ultimately, yeah. I mean, what what from the Warriors would have made you feel like you know what that wasn't a bad move? I mean, did the did the Warriors have a bunch of young guys that are? I yeah. mean, Kaminga. Who would they you got, have wanted in this trade? They got Kaminga. Uh, I certainly would have. You got to give us Clay back in that deal. You got. I don't know what their first their picks are like. They uh. I think they they still have some there. It sounds like Draymond wasn't going to come back in this deal. It was he would put. Uh, I don't know, and that may have been ultimately what, even if he had said yes, would have complicated is that they don't necessarily, at least off the top of my mind, have enough to bring back a LeBron James in that case. Yeah, I don't know how you could ever put together a package that would be enough for LeBron James. Uh, Speaking of LeBron James, uh, he's not playing tonight. His uh, Are they playing a game tonight? Yeah, they're in Utah, but he's not playing. So. Well, they were they were having a blast. So, the, they were having a blast like, last night playing against the eight and forty now five Detroit Pistons. Yeah, they should have sat him out last night and used him tonight. <laughs> That's what I said. But he probably was Utah's like Utah's a little tougher opponent. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard is also out tonight. If you're a Clipper fan, he's getting in. And you know what? Don't be getting on Kawhi because he's played a he's ton played of a games lot. This year. Yes, he has. Yeah, he's been playing a lot, but he's sitting out tonight. So. That you know, the NBA is you know trying to get these guys to stop resting, but it's not working 100. <laughs> percent To stop resting, yeah, it didn't. It's not working 100. percent All right. Uh, speaking of not resting, Jason, uh, Jaden Lede. What did I say? Jaden Lede last night, an unbelievable performance. Uh, 22 points in the second half. He he doubled up Colorado State scoring by himself. Yeah. He had 22. Colorado State had 11. He's an All-American candidate, deservedly so. And he's leading this Aztec basketball team. We're excited because he's coming on this program. So sit tight. We're scheduled to visit with him when we return on Gwen and Chris. Chris, hello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Gwen and Chris. And this segment on Gwen and Chris brought to you by our friends at Spiro's Mediterranean Cuisine. If you love Mediterranean food like we do, like I do, the hummus, try Spiro's for authentic Mediterranean cuisine. They're in Coronado and La Jolla. For dining or takeout options, visit spiroscuisine.com. Aztecs last night, 71-55 over Colorado State. And it was the way they won it that uh, will be remembered for quite some time by Aztec fans. A you know, remarkable second half put on by San Diego State. Jaden Ledee scheduled to join us here shortly. Tony, I know Utah State tonight plays at Wyoming. And that's we, we've come to know that's not a gimme for Utah State. They lose that game. The Aztecs go right back into a tie for first place. That could happen. Yeah, certainly could uh Anytime you're going on the road on the Mountain West, anything yep. can happen. We've seen it all year long in this conference. Um, I don't imagine that game being any different as they ta- as they go head to head tonight. Yeah, Wyoming's a very tough place to play, and uh, the altitude. The Aztecs actually don't play at Wyoming this year. It's that uh, you know the Mountain West schedule. You talk about a little crazy. You play. Nine of the ten other teams on the road and nine of them at home. There's one each year that you do not play home and away. And the coaches don't want to add those two games in 
because they feel like it'll cut into their non-conference scheduling. So you just have to kind of make do with that. And the Aztecs miss a game at Wyoming this year, which is beneficial to the Aztecs, I think, because as we just said, it's a tough place to play. So yeah, see no, how I, it turns out. It's, um, you know, when you have, you know, you start having these, you know, bigger conferences with more teams, and you're going to have sometimes where you get a, a number where you, you got somebody can't play a team twice. And this year, just, just, that's kind of the rotation um, that it falls into. So I'm looking forward to talking to Jaden Ledee, though. I mean, he's we got a, a kind of a, a sneak peek before. I mean, we knew what kind of player Jaden Ledee was from last year, but when we heard, let's bring him on here on Gwen and Chris. Jaden Ledee joins us here uh, having a terrific season. Jaden, let's welcome, we'd like to welcome you on our show. How are you doing today, my man? Uh, I'm great. Thank y'all for having me. Uh, Jaden, you're having a tremendous season. We kind of got to hear a little bit about it before the season even started from Coach Velasquez. He was adamant. He was really looking forward to seeing what you were going to do once the season started. You haven't disappointed. All kinds of accolades coming your way. What was it about this this particular summer you think that has really propelled you in the type of season you're having this year? Um, you know, this summer I just um kind of locked in on some different things that I knew I would I would have an opportunity to do this year. You know, last year's team was super deep, you know, so I had a, I had a specific role, and uh, I wanted to be a star in my role last year, and uh, I knew that I have a bigger role with so many guys leaving, and uh, kind of just locked in and kind of just got my mind right for it. That's about it. Jaden, uh, how was that last night? My goodness, it was a lot of fun to watch it. I can tell you that. I didn't have a chance to go to the game, but the atmosphere in Viejas Arena was off the charts, and you helped put it off the charts with that second half. Uh, tell us about how you came out so determined to get that game turned around in the second half, not only yourself, but just the whole team, because they really got you involved right away. Um. Yeah, so they called out a statement, a great team. They uh, came out, hit us in the mouth early. And uh, Coach Dutch and all the coaches kind of, you know, when we went back in the locker room that first half, it was like, you know, adversity hits. What are you, what are you all going to do? Mm. And I think as a team, we just collectively said, you know, like, you know, we're not going to cower. We're just going to come out here the second half and give it all we got. And, you know, Viejas, our fans are phenomenal. So, you know, when we get rolling, they get rolling, and we just feed off each other. So it was really awesome last night. What is it about Viejas? You obviously you guys haven't lost a game there all season long. You guys are clearly – uh, a, a really good ball club, whether you're on the road or at home, but particularly in Vias, what is it about that building that you guys can be down 14, come out in the second half, and just absolutely drub a team like Colorado State, who is one of the better teams in the conference? Uh, I think, like I said, just protect the home court. You know, it's nothing like protecting your house. And uh, for the fans, man, they give us so much energy and. We- we know we're playing for ourselves. We're playing, you know, for San Diego State, but we also playing for the city of San Diego. So, you know, it's, it's a lot that we out here playing for, so we kind of give energy towards that. Jane Ledee is our guest. Uh, we're, we're excited to have him, especially after that uh, performance he turned in last night and, and the performance the Aztecs turned in. Jaden, uh, you know, your, last year's team was unbelievable, and what you accomplished was unbelievable. Uh, and now, you know, Mensa goes into the pros and, and Keyshawn transfers and 
Aropa's now coaching with you guys. And, you know, Matt Bradley has moved on. He was a leading scorer. And, you know, you lose Seiko, who is a great – I mean, that's, a, that's five really good players. Yet I look at this year's team, and I think this year's team – may be just as good as last year's team. I, I, You guys have really, everybody has taken it upon themselves, the ones who returned and the guys that are now contributing, to make this another really, really good team, don't you think? Oh, yes, sir. I think we, we you're, like, you're right. We did lose some really great pieces, but we've added great pieces in Reese, Jay Powell, um, who I'm missing here. I mean, Bird. Miles. He yeah. stepped up. Heidi stepped up. I mean, nah, we we have some really great pieces, and um, you know, we're we're I think we're different in some areas in the team from last year, but you know, every team has their own identity, and I think we're kind of just starting to come into ours. You know, as Coach Dutch says, we always we always try to get better as the year progresses. Jaden Ledee joins us, leading scorer for the Aztecs this year, lead lead dog for the Aztecs this year. Uh, Jaden, I, I got to ask you, you entered the NBA draft last year. You decided to pull out. Um, why was it that you decided to return uh, to this Aztec ball club? I mean, first of all, this is hardly San Diego. I mean, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful city, right? You can't get, can't get better than that. And then I just, you know, I just really loved, you know, San Diego State. And uh, I knew that coming back this year, I would have a bigger role. And uh, just trying to, you know, repeat what we did last year. I mean, even though last year was great and it was phenomenal and it would be a memory, it would stick with me forever. You know, we always said we came up just one step short and we just, I just kind of wanted to get back to that. Jaden is an All-American candidate, deservedly so, and we're lucky to have you here in San Diego. I know that you, you know, you played at TCU, you played at Ohio State, and what drew you to San Diego State? How did you wind up coming here? Um, yeah, when I was transferring from TCU, um, the coach at the time, uh, Coach Dave Morris, he, uh, Coach Demo, he, um, reached out, um, and, you know, I, I knew about San Diego State, I was from Houston, but I still knew about the program, um, you know, like I said, I did my research for my family, and I really liked what they did here, and I was like, you know, once again, San Diego, it's a beautiful place, we've been here a few times in high school. I kind of just came out here and was like, you know, why not? You know, give it a shot, you know, out here in the West Coast. And, you know, it's been a match ever since. Jane, you you mentioned last year wanting to star in your role. And obviously you knew what was coming ahead in terms of possibly having a big role should you return. Now, I would imagine there's some adjustment to coming in off the bench and just being asked to supply energy just to go from the beginning, whereas – now you got defenses keying on you. You getting doubles. How has that adjustment been from the role last year to this role, and now mid more than midway through the season, having to adjust to how defenses are playing against you on a nightly basis? Oh yeah, it's definitely definitely adjustment. Um, you know the doubles and all the, all the keying in on me. It's just you know film study. The coaches are phenomenal at you know breaking things down for me and break things down in practice on what they think other teams might do. So, you know, uh, shout out to our staff for really helping me out with that. And, you know, just me mentally just being prepared, being prepared for whatever, you know, whatever they throw at me, I'm just going to attack it. It's kind of been my mindset. And, um, you know, just working with the coaches and keeping that same mindset. That's it. 
Talk a little bit about Brian Dutcher. I know that the I know last night, I mean, I was watching the game, and when you picked up your second foul with nine minutes to go in the first half, the first thing you did is look over to the bench and wave your hand and say, no, 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 do not take me out of this game. But he took you out, and, you know, I it had to be difficult for him to keep you out because you guys were, you know, down 12, down 14, uh, but you know, coach seems to know best, doesn't he? He's got a he's got a great feel for things, and man, you had so much pent up energy that second half; it really paid off. Uh, talk about you know your thoughts on Coach Dutcher and just what it's like to get to play for him. Oh, Coach Dutcher's a great guy. He's a player's coach. Uh, what I love about him the most, you know, is he sees us as you know human beings more mm-hmm. so than you know basketball players. You know. He, we play basketball for him, yes, but I mean, he always talks about what about the other time that we're not on the court. He wants us to be great people, and that's what I've really learned from him and really admire about him. And, um, you know, I, like I said, on the, on the basketball court, he's just, you know, so smart. He knows the game. He's been around it for so long. And, um, you know, I just I can't speak enough about him. I think he's a phenomenal coach and even a better guy. Jaden, you've had some experiences in many different conferences, right? The Big 12, you've been in the Big 10. Um, Now you're in the Mountain West. Mm -hmm. Of those three, uh, we contend that the travel and the the teams you have to play, if you add in the altitude as well, it's got to be one of the more Mm -hmm. difficult differences in terms of travel. What are your thoughts? You're probably one of the few that can actually speak to this that has, you know, been in a, a bunch of different conferences. Oh yeah, for sure. I I was talking to some of my teammates about that the other day. Just um, the attention to detail. I think the Mountain West does coaching wise. Mm. The you know, um, I feel like in like those bigger conferences, sometimes it feels like you know, you got five good guys, I got five good guys. I just throw the ball out to who does the best. Versus you know, there's a lot more scheming and a lot more you know, the mental side of basketball in the Mountain West. And then man, the altitude. I, that is something I still got to get used to. That is, <laughs> that is definitely an advantage for those schools when you have to fly out there. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely one of the better conferences as, as it's shown this year. Well, they're just preparing you for when you got to make an NBA road trip to play the Denver Nuggets. You're going to be ready, <laughs> Jaden. So that's it. I, yeah, I just, what are you hearing about the NBA? I, I, I know you want to finish up this season and put everything, pour everything you have into the Aztecs. But you have to be thinking ahead, and, you know, we all think you're going to just, you know, have a great, you know, chance to play in the NBA with the the size and the, the skill you've shown this year. Are you hearing good things right now? Uh, I, I guess, I mean, you hear stuff, it's inevitable. But, I mean, I really haven't, you know, focused on any of those things right now. Like I said, I'm just trying to – I'm a day-by-day kind of guy. So I'm just trying to, you know, give everything I have right now and, when everything's said and done, hopefully all the cars fall in the right place. No doubt about it, Jaden. We certainly appreciate your time. We, we continue to support you uh, from from outside, or, or at least from the stands. And good luck the rest of the way. And uh, go Aztecs! Go Aztecs! I appreciate y'all, Jaden. The D forward for the Aztecs, uh, a possible All American, certainly leading this club in a lot of different categories. Uh, he's having a phenomenal season, and it, it, it was just put on display last night when he was able to have the second half that he was able to put together. 
Yeah, I, I don't, I, you know, I hope he makes it to All-American. I mean, it's pretty tough for somebody from the Mountain West. I mean, we've seen what happens with the rankings, Tony. We don't even have a single team ranked in the top 25. Yeah. You know they're going to probably want to go with somebody from what they perceive to be a bigger school, you know, that's on television more, national television. But I don't think there can be five guys in the country that are better than Jaden right now. It's hard to I mean, imagine. He's just had, yeah, he's just had that kind of a season. And even when he doesn't score, I know there's games where they double and triple team him. They still run the offense through him, and he's he's done a much better job of passing out of yeah. those double teams, finding the open guy. And, you know, he's the reason that that offense works. And he's worked on his defense. He's a pretty good post defender now. Um, and, and you know, he, I think he's got a shot in the NBA. The only, the only thing we've heard, Tony, that might deter him from, you know, getting the kind of chances that some other guys is he's 25 years old. He's a little older. But I, I still don't see why, with that body and that skill, somebody's not going to want to get him on their club. He, he just seems like he's getting better and better as the year goes along. I mean, he, he struggled yeah. early when they started doubling him, and it seems like each game that he's gotten a chance to see it, the better he's got at he's gotten at uh, getting out or getting the ball out to his shooters, and the Aztecs have rewarded him. Let's, before we uh, get to break, we got some traffic and then the break. From the 97.3 The Fan Traffic Center, here's Kelly Danik. We still have a couple of problems along southbound 805. One is this accident near La Jolla Village Drive. Tow truck's on scene. Everything should be over the right shoulder by now. Then in the south bay, southbound 805, right before H Street. There is a collision. Trying to clear that out of lanes. Also eastbound 54 at the 125. A collision over to the right shoulder. Now traveling on the coastline, southbound side of the 5, right before Delmar Heights Road. We have reports of some metal debris in two right lanes. I'm Kelly Danik with Gwyn and Chris, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. I would like to bring something up real quick while I have the time. Go ahead, Scrabby. Tony, is everything okay? Because you're I can't having a talk. tough time yeah. to talk today. I don't know what's going on. Something, what is that? Could you play your sounder? I don't know what's going on with my mouth right now. Yes, because uh, earlier Tony was <laughs> trying to, I believe, talk with yeah. someone who was delivering something at their house, at his house, and he was trying to say, she said Happy Valentine's Day. He was trying to say it back, <laughs> but it came out like, day and the woman was like i'm sorry and the funny part is i i was watching her on my ring as i was talking and you could see like the discomfort of her trying to make out what i was trying to say she i don't know if she knew i was looking at her but it was like you could just if i could if there was a thought bubble yeah in her, like right to next to her head, it would be like, what the hell? It was really funny. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my mouth right now. <laughs> and then I can't even get the first question out to Jaden. It's been a, it's been one of those the days only, today. The only thing I have to say about that is, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, let's get to break. Four o'clock hour on the way. Chris versus the fans. Eight three three two eight eight oh nine seven three. More Gwen and Chris on the way.